Talk Clubbers, welcome to the Extra Pod, your source for stories from the passionate, magnanimous, and victorious clubbers. I'm Matt, your host, and also a registered voter for this year's elections. Joining me today, we have two guests, um, Isha and Gio. So, could you guys please uh, introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Isha Ilagan, and just like Matt, I am also a clubber and a registered voter. Hello, uh, I'm Gio Sarmiento. So- 2018. Also, a registered voter. So, second-time voter. Oh, meron pala tayo second-time voter dito. Good on you, Gio. So, um, as you guys mentioned, you're both registered voters. But for you guys, how was the registration process like? Was it like hassle? Was it <laughs> quick and easy? Um, how was it for you guys? Mm, well, I can go first. Because I got here during the pandemic. And it was terrible. <laughs> um, I ha- I objectively had a better experience than most people because I got an I got an appointment, so I was able to speed through the line. But the line itself, even with an appointment, was an hour because the Comelec, not 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 to you know be mean to the workers, but let's be real, systems not very effective. Let's go IE, but yeah, so. It wasn't very pleasant. And then when you go outside, there were a lot of walk-ins too. So, yeah, parang dumugan talaga <laughs> ang registration. Tapos swerte pa ako sa lagay na yun. For me naman, since second time, uh, so 2019 nag-register. Relatively okay naman yung process. Less than an hour. Since online, parang online forms na, na parang may guide. Hindi ko sure kung online na yung processing ng forms mismo, pero pagdating dun sa Comelec office ng sa place namin, so here in Marikina, uh, parang filling out details lang, and then step one, step two, step three, then mabilis lang siya. So, less than an hour talaga. So, relatively okay experience. Kasi before the pandemic. Then. Wow. So, so we see you guys, ano, medyo varying yung <laughs> uh, situations, experiences na with Isha and Gio. So, you know, going into politics in general, I guess. Um, first off, what do you think about celebrities going into politics? Siguro nakita natin na trend for over the past several years or many years na. Um, parang medyo hindi maganda yung projection na uh, maraming celebrities yung tumatakbo since given na wala na sila masyadong experience talaga for um, like holding office or, go- or government position since di naman sila doon nag-start since celebrities nga sila. So, parang yung nangyayari, ginagamit na lang talaga nila yung popularity nila or yung kasikatan nila to uh, get elected since alam naman nila, parang tinitake advantage din nila yung vulnerability ng Philippine electorate natin na kung sino talaga yung sikat, sino yung kilala doesn't matter kung maganda yung back, kung may background man or wala. Parang kung sino lang talaga yung kilala, yun lang yung naboboto. So yun yung tinitake advantage ng celebrities. Hmm, hindi talaga maganda. Ayun. Um, super agree ako doon. So lang ang pananaw ko sa mga celebrities na tumatakbo. Medyo sahol talaga. Because the celebrities who run for these things know that they can exploit the corrupt system. Uh, take for example the Tulfos, 
the Tulfos is a political dynasty in itself, but then Rafi Tulfo is using his clout because of the screwed up justice system of the Philippines by running under Axis, the party list, and acting like he's gonna solve the problems of Filipino families. You also have, frankly, weirdos like Bong Revilla who dance to Budots and then acts like a gimat party list ano, <laughs> represents minorities. So, you have this phenomenon of celebrities who, in itself, running for office is good. So long as you have the mandate and the heart to do it. But then these celebrities, like Bong Revilla, Herbert Bautista, Rafi Tulfo, honestly, to even name drop even further back into the 90s, Vilma Santos, these people know that they can exploit the system. And what's terrifying is they did. And that is what's so heartbreaking because they also set a precedent for newer celebrities to take advantage of the system. Okay, thanks for your insights, guys. Yeah. Alalatalaga ng premise na. Going into the next, it's similar to what I asked earlier, pero, like, what are your thoughts naman on politicians who don't have any backgrounds in politics, laws, or even public administration? Can I get your thoughts on that? <laughs> Mm. There is a very delicate thing where that falls under. Because you have, lalo na in the Philippines, na bulok na nga sistema natin, um, the cases for this is usually the propagation of political dynasties, right? Because, kunwari, there's this really big politician, may anak siya, wala siyang experience at all, tapos papatakbuhin siya. So, in the very first place, Yung, the reason why they're running is already for corruption. But then there's also unique cases na, kunwari, uh, I probably can't name drop a lot of people here, but for example, up-and-coming young politicians who na lumuklok sa masa, na humanay sa mga iba't-ibang sektor, kinilala nila yung mga problema nila, yung mga suliranin nila, at doon nila nalaman na gusto nila tumakbo. Sa pananaw ko, mabuti yun. Kasi even if you don't have a lot of experience, you know what the people need. And that is extremely valuable when you are going into office. But it's also a given na as you go further into your job as a public servant, dapat din na you learn new things. You learn to adapt um, and you learn new concepts to serve your people better. Kasi, like in any job naman, ganun naman dapat talaga. Ayan. So, I'm wondering what Gio thinks about that. Mm. For me naman, parang, well, given the benefit of doubt, the doubt, parang, yung walang experience on certain, like, yung parang usual na backgrounds, governance or public leadership. I think, uh, important pa talaga na meron experience to a certain certain degree kasi mahirap talagang pumasok sa isang position na they don't know what they're going to face and most likely kapag andun na sila sa position na yun, if they do win kahit uh, wala silang like background or experience for the position um, they will face many uh, hardships and difficulties and that will affect significantly ng parang many Filipinos. So, I feel na it's the same with the premise ng celebrities na 
dapat meron din may, dapat merong experience going to uh, the position kasi yung pinaka naapektuhan through their inexperience is yung uh, Filipinos talaga so i feel na we need um, to be as e- parang equally na sinescrutinize yung backgrounds regardless kung celebrity or hindi but then again parang i feel kung papipiliin tayo parang celebrity versus sa parang up and coming na wala pang experience or um relatively new to the field parang mas okay pa rin yung hindi kila kasi parang there's still a chance for them other than yung celebrity na parang alam na nila yung kaharapin nila pero they still choose to um parang take advantage of the opportunity they have since parang a chance din to sustain their popularity or parang sustain yung kung ano man yung gusto nilang mangyari for their future. So I feel like yun yung uh, situation meron. Yeah, so that's an experience. Pero say like credentials. Do you think like public servants ba? Should they be required to pass a licensure or a bar exam? Well, I mean, um, that's a quite a difficult question sa totoo lang. Kasi when you're talking about bar, that means you had access to higher education in the very first place, di ba? Kung may licensure ka. Pero we have to acknowledge the system of the Philippines is education isn't accessible to uh, most Filipino people. Kaya I agree naman that there has to be some form of education there because ayun nga um public service comes with a wider understanding of our country but to say na you need something as high as uh, like a, a bar licensure na attorney ka ganun mm, i'd say that it's not always necessary kasi i mean ayun nga then like we have to look at it in a kind of sectoral way then na kun, like for example yung party list system natin if you use it right <laughs> Dapat, ano, you're representing marginalized sectors. So, take the workers, for example, farmers. It doesn't mean all the time, like, they're able to reach uh, a very high level of education. Kasi ganun nga yung sistema ng Pilipinas na hindi na-accessible sa kanila ang edukasyon. So, how are they going to be represented in government then? So, we have to be able to acknowledge na people know how to represent themselves. But also, we have to be able to give way to the fact na ayun nga, kalangan nga ng wider understanding of how our country operates and the consequences of their decisions. Kaya, ayun. How about you, Gio? So, super agaded sa sectoria, no? Parang perspective. Pili ko, it doesn't matter kung may credentials na as high as parang law or like doctor, doctor of something. Kasi, may mga gumagraduate naman ng law and super ganda ng credentials but then they end up still being corrupt and sobrang basura pa rin mamuno. So I feel it's more on the experience talaga and their experience shows kung paano sila paano naging paano sila naging parang yung upbringing nila on, on parang daily basis in, the, in, in their lives or kung saan man sila nagtrabaho or before they uh, think about entering politics. So, you know, I feel like yung, ano talaga, morality and values na test. So, I feel like mahirap din yun. But, I think, 
more than likely mag-show up siya sa background nung uh, candidate. And then, yun. Kaya agree dun sa sectoral way kasi sa mga sectors, usually, yung mga people-centered na sectors, makita talaga yung parang upbringing na fit for governance compared to um, a business-minded one na parang may certain uh, closed view on how to improve things and then parang nakikerry over nila yun na parang limited lang yung growth. So, yun. I think credential doesn't matter. So, yun nga. Di nga rin accessible for many yung education and other opportunities to get those kind of credentials. So, I feel like it's all on the uh, values and heart talaga to serve. Right. Yung intention kumbaga ng mga candidates. Right. right. So, Next up naman is like like the premise like before the elections kasi we see this everywhere online social media um sa pages like Rappler yung news outlets name it um what are your thoughts on the polls that are being posted online just to name a few say yung polls na ginagawa ng uh, universities or like sabihin ko na polls Asia well, ever since noon thing ko sa surveys parang Yeah, parang double-edged sword. Pero parang true siya na hindi rin. Yung ayoko lang talaga on certain polls is how ginagamit yung surveys to project certain candidate. And then knowing na Filipinos like to side on like the winning or the win- the winnable candidate, yun na iboboto. So I think yun na yung negative part ng having surveys. Kasi yun nga, yung projection na dapat na ito yung mananalo so parang for many ito na dapat yung boto nila para mag-matter yung vote nila quote in quote but then also service parang medyo credible pa rin naman talaga siya uh, it serves as a, um, a good uh, tool of statistics to know current um like the current image or like the the landscape of the uh, situation of voters so this is a chance then also for other candidates to know where to improve kung mababa sila or where to sustain kapag mataas. And then, yun, depende talaga sa perspective and then sa overall na methods talaga ng service. So, yun, kailangan din talaga ng continuous parang questioning and parang studies for it. I really agree with Gio in that regard. Kasi, well, like, ano, hearing this question reminded me of my trauma with my statistics and probability class in senior high. Um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of I know what my teacher said when I was grade 11. Na statistics is magic. Kasi actually away talaga yan na yon lalo na sa UP. Kasi kunwaya yung polls natin sa Bantay Boto. Tanggap naman nila na random sampling yon. Because I think yung bantay boto falls us, I think, I don't know, probably upwards of 4,000. So, random sampling yun, for sure. And then, you have sources like Pulse, um, Google Trends, na, ano, hindi ko pa na-research masa- masyado yung sampling techniques nila. But it also follows a specific strategy. So, the data you would get will vary talaga. That's why... I really like what my teacher said doon na statistics can be magic. Kasi, just get like a super specific group. Yun na. Yun na yung statistics mo. Yun na yung ano, lalamang. Kaya, 
ayun, like, just relating it back sa sinabi ni Gio, na double-edged sword siya. Na, yeah, you can, be, you can, ano, like, definitely, like, dapat antabayan pa rin natin yung mga service. Kasi malalaman din natin doon na kunwari, kailangan pa ba natin mag-house to house? Kailangan pa ba natin makiusap sa mga tao? Bakit kailangan butohin yung kandidato natin? But also, I find it wrong that people use it as a method to dishearten others. Na, for example, right now, oh, lamang si Bongbong, mananalo na siya. So, wag na kayo umano kay Lenny, wag na kayo umano kay Isko. So, I find that really wrong. Kasi, if with the with, with the quote na statistics is magic, pwede naman nung may bayan eh. Ba't anong problema niyo? Like, kung mag-house na house kami even more, kausapin namin yung mga ano, taong bayan. Iba yan, matiwala lang. Kaya, ayun, like, super agree na it's a double-edged sword. And while I think na, you know, like, of course, it can sometimes be fake, um, dapat gabayan pa rin natin at gamitin natin ito as a tool to strengthen our campaigns, just as Gio said. You mentioned kanina na it's like used as a method to, like, dishearten or condition people's minds. Pero for you guys, um, personally, Do these polls like have an impact on your decisions? Uh, for me, di masado. Talaga ako ni kapag kapag potohan na hmm, di polls. Wag wag na wag na service. Kasi like I I don't really believe na ano I don't really believe na kailangan yung tao na naman nanalo yung bobotohan mo. Kasi yun yung like I said oh ay lego na. Pano naman yun ng mga eh? so bakit kapag susunod, <laughs> de ba? Transcender yun de charot. Anyway, ano, um, <laughs> um I, well, okay, I think we're allowed to reveal who we're voting for. Like, from the very onset, I I knew I was going to vote for Lenny. Even though, na, like, initially, when she announced she was running, that she was going to lose, because Bongbong had, like, upwards of 60% of the vote, according to Pulse. But, because of the values, the platforms that Lenny carries, She galvanized the people. She united the sectors of the Philippines. Kaya, hindi lang siya sa service dapat ginagabayan, di ba? Hindi lang dapat service yung tinitignan natin. Dapat tinitignan natin yung platform mismo ng kandidato. Kasi, yun, that's what matters naman at the end of the day. It's not the numbers, but what the candidate can offer. So, ayun, how about you, Gio? Personally, ako hindi rin. Uh, siguro yung nagmamatter for me or like yung parang medyo mas may bearing sa akin is yung um, certain institutions or groups na mas maliit yung scope na medyo close parang parang it matters to me kung sino yung in-endorse parang or yung kung sino yung lumalabas as the preferred candidate. But in terms of yung national uh, surveys like yung, yung mga nare-report in media Uh, ang hirap talagang paniwalaan yung kung ano talaga yung parang uh, true state talaga ng ng current na sentiment ng voters. Given na parang beholden yung mga many institutions and yung sur- even yung credibility ng survey institutions questionable. So mahirap talaga para for me, hindi ko talaga sila tinitignan as much. Uh, kahit na yung candidate ko yung mataas, parang hindi pa rin eh. Pwedeng, eh, ano pa rin siya, question mark pa rin. And then, yun, hindi siya magandang basis kung who to vote for. 
And as yun nga, parang in relation to what Isha said, it's not about the numbers, but about the quality talaga. So quality over quantity in terms of um, the candidate. So hindi porket maraming supporters, ibig sabihin maganda na yung um, magaling na yung candidate or deserving na yung candidate. But really, um, in terms of choosing uh, who to vote for, so hindi talaga dapat mag-matter yung survey. So stick to what you believe in and kung ano yung qualities na hinahanap niyo to a certain candidate. Good to know you guys are sticking to your vote through your uh, values niyo, right? Pero, like, that's for you guys. What do you think, like, these polls imply naman? Like, for the whole society, so, siguro sa Philippines, what do you think these poll results imply? Ayun, parang, given na yung statistics naman, or like, uh, it's like uh, a snapshot talaga. So, yung surveys talaga, uh, sa, parang sa ibang bagay rin, important yung surveys, parang pag tinatanong ka, certain kung bibilin mong product, uh, yung certain no, small number of respondents na, na nakukuha nila and yung answers nila, uh, yun na yung nagde-determine nung parang larger scale or larger parang plans nung isang institution na yun. So, I feel like yung surveys talaga is a, uh, are a great uh, parang or a great para, indication for certain uh, outcomes na gustong mangyari or certain plans na gustong ma-achieve. So, I feel like in terms of elections, parang, good talaga lang actually. Parang hirap nga siya. Kasi, pwede talaga siyang good thing if done correctly. Pero, hindi tal- parang, for me talaga, pwedeng, Dina siya, Rowin. Pero, ayun, I feel like moving forward, kahit after this parang elections, malaking part pa rin talaga yung surveys. And understandably so nga, kasi scientific-based naman kalamihan. But, uh, I feel like it does, it is in a ju- injustice lang din for like, significantly, uh, for the significant majority, since yung parang minority na natanong for that survey will affect yung the rest of na hindi natanong. So, gets, parang ganun. So, yung thousands lang will affect yung choices of millions or hundreds of millions in our case. Ay, hindi naman. Parang, yeah, tama, will affect hundreds of millions kasi parang hundreds of hundred millions of Filipinos yung maapekto ang buhay depende sa mananalo. So, yun yung take of our polls. I really like what, um I really like what G kanina na polls are like a screenshot right screenshot ligtas na balik ko lang na te snapshot <laughs> snapshot of what the f- uh, I agree with what he said na snapshot shout cause ayun nga like dagdag lang from what he said um the polls are a good reflection of what the Philippines looks like at that time when they took that survey um Kunwari, nung at the start of the campaign season, obviously, wala pa si Lenny nun. Si Bongbong is copying pa lang Manny. Manny Pacquiao! <laughs> Manny Pacquiao um, were the only ones running nun. Sila pa nag announce So, when we saw those polls, it was a good reflection of actually how broken the Philippines was at that time, at that moment in time. Kasi, let's, ano, like, 
rewind in time, nakik out yung mga Marcoses from the Philippines. Their name was dragged to the mud. But because of the Duterte presidency, they were suddenly legitimized. Because the moment they buried Ferdinand Marcos sa libingan ng mga bayani, yun na. Bayani na yung mga Marcos. And so, obviously, they stole a lot of money from us. So, they can invest in a lot of evil machinery, fake news. A lot of, we can see na a lot of the beliefs people hold right now came from TikTok, Facebook. Kaya nga naging joke sa atin yung credits to the owner, yung CTTO na yan na nakikita natin sa dulo ng mga ano, posts. Um, Doon natin nakikita at that moment in time that the Philippines was broken inherently. And so, um, ayun nga, even though na, yes, they could, this could influence the votes of people, it's also enlightening and hopeful na at this moment in time, when you take a survey, people like Lenny are catching up. They're at the forefront. Because you're also seeing that people are waking up. Na, even though some people started na they, they wanted to vote for Marcos because of misinformation drives, there are also people who want to open their eyes to the truth. There are people in the Philippines who want to listen. And that's what I think is so valuable because even though there is a evil component to service, it can drive us to evil. It can also drive us to good. Because, let's be real, the service in the past year was enough to make us panic to no, campaign for the right people. And we see that it's working right now. Na kunwaya sa Google Trends, which has ano, predicted a lot of presidencies in the past, like the win of populism in Brazil with Jair Bolsonaro, um, the win of Trump over Hillary Clinton during their 2016 ano, elections. Uh, we can see now that Lenny and Kiko are on top it's a Google Trends. Kaya we can see na even though we started, we, we, we didn't find love in a hopeless place, biglang radical na pagmamahal, suddenly there's love in a hopeless place. O, ba? Kaya, ayun, even though it can be disheartening, there's an evil component to it. I think also looking at the silver lining, wow, Catriona Gray, <laughs> na sometimes it, it, it can also be a reflection na our efforts work. Thank, thanks for that. <laughs> um, so you mentioned nga, these results, these surveys, etc. But these transition into votes, right? They will transition into votes this uh for the elections. What do you think like are the main factors that drive in the votes for these candidates? Like, what gets people to vote for them? <laughs> I think when it starts translating into votes, it can go two ways. Because, let's be honest with ourselves, Philippine politics has always been inherently messed up. Um, Like, obviously, we have vote buying here. We just don't like talking about it. And, ayun nga, um, voter turnout, was it always the best in the past? Because, ayun nga, like, elections have always been a passive entity at times in the Philippines. So, it can go one way na people are still blind to the truth. They fall for traditional politics. But we're also seeing right now a shift in how you play the game. Because, for example, with candidates like 
Lenny Roberto, Neri Colmenares, um, even like Kabataan Party List. Um, we can see a shift wherein wala namang pera mga yan na. Like, it's not like they're vote buying. It's because of their platforms where people are galvanized to see them as they are and see their value for this country. And that's why I think there's like a major disconnect and we're actually at a crossroads right now in terms of politics. Because if you go one way, then traditional politics wins in the Philippines. But then if you go the other way, it's also proof that people can change, systems can change, at may pag-asa yung bayan natin. Ayan. How about you, Gio? What's your take on that? <laughs> like, ano, what do you think drives these people to, ano, what do you think drives the Filipinos to vote for their candidates? Like, what gets them to vote for for their, ano, for their candidate of their choosing? Well, based on the recent 2016 national elections, you can see naman na uh, this para yung main drive ng mga tao is coming from sense of oneness or unity. Yung unity noon, noon is parang uh, they drew out from their experiences from that past, ad- from the predecessor administration. So I think valid yun. Uh, given na yung parang, yun nga, so yung late President Aquino's administration was somehow uh, not felt by yung more people in the lower classes. So I feel like their vote for Duterte was one of, was uh, parang a chance at having a voice again, having back their voice. And yun, given na yung, it is more on popularity and knowing how to connect well with the, uh, with more people. So it doesn't matter kung sino, since votes uh winning elections parang based on getting more votes so doesn't matter really kung ano yung principle parang principles mo or values mo or background mo more about connecting to the people and finding what those people value and then given na uh, yung vulnerability ng Filipinos in terms of popularity uh yung magaling magpatawa yung sikat yung in yung magaling in terms of public speaking, kahit walang substance, yun yung nananalo mostly talaga. Um, but I think, there pa rin mga, parang mga Pilipino na they value yung current experiences nila in their lives. So, I feel yung vote nila still, uh, they still draw out from their own experiences to vote for yung candidate na feel nila mag, parang, i-uplift yung buhay nila in status nila. But then uh I feel like for most for most Filipinos it's all about uh getting into their uh, sweet side and not really on mat parang the critical and more important things don't really matter as much. So it's parang uh a, a PR game in terms of parang getting votes talaga. So sino mas magaling kumonek sa tao, regardless of how, yun yung mananalo. Although, I think though, like, what, based on what Gio said, parang doon natin nakikita na the system itself is messed up. Kasi, why aren't people critical now? Right? Why do we encourage people to be critical 
when we the educated consider it a basic skill well that's where we find the problem in itself we're the educated a lot of the people in our country isn't that's why i think it's super valuable now we find the candidate who values the education of the filipino people in all forms na hindi lang nakasentro sa pagkukuha ng trabaho, hindi lang nakasentro sa Metro Manila, sa mga city centers natin. Um, edu- education ay <laughs> karapatan ng mamamayan. And currently sa Pilipinas, hindi kahit karapatan to, it's not being upheld. A lot of people are uneducated. Kaya, ayun, super agree kay Gio. But then, ano, we have to acknowledge na Ayun nga, a lot of these people aren't educated and that is why we have to vote for a candidate who will help them at these crossroads and give us the educated opportunities to help others as well. So yung candidates that people relate to, kumbaga, that's who they vote for. But um, with that in mind, still, um, why do you think there are still people who vote for candidates with... Cases of corruption, human rights violation, not even cases, as in history. As in, naka-ingrained pa sa family nila like years before, decades ago. Why do you think meron pa rin mga tao na who are vouching for them, voting for them? You know, besides like the lack of education, misinformation, do you think there are any other factors to that? Pa? Yeah, even ta- it's sobrang systemic talaga ng problem and it's like uh, those running for office take advantage of this system kasi never na siyang na-challenge or never never na rin siya nagbago and yeah up until and we are experiencing effects niya um also in this election season and yun given na minananalo na history of um various uh criminal cases uh, i feel like Um, they really just take advantage of the uh, vulnerability of many Filipinos and some, siguro yung iba, uh, direct uh, parang nagbe-benefit sila from those candidates. So they also help um, push forward yung uh, parang nagiging patrons sila nung, nung candidates na tumatakbo so they end up uh, campaigning for those um, candidates then and then yun, since hindi naman accessible hat na information uh, and with the help of uh, certain parang dirty tactics na rin, so to parang yun vote buying or like um ad- yung ad- iba pa um, they successfully uh, parang get to connect to those voters so i feel yun yung challenge is um really uh, preventing yung continuous na pag-exploit ng system. But then again, since parang konti lang talaga yung nag-acknowledge na may mali system. And I think it's a generational problem din. So, challenge talaga for the youth to question and yun, challenge yung existing na status ko in terms of not just the elections but on many aspects in uh, our society talaga. So, yun, I feel like yun yung re- main reason. Talagang, 
nati-take advantage ng talaga nung mismo tumatangkuin on their parang choice, parang personal choice and acknowledged choice na nila yun. Wala silang remorse, which is very uh, sad and infuriating. I think, ano, like, dagdag lang din sa Gio. For me, number one, um, these candidates, ano, di ba sabi mo na some people vote for candidates who have killed people in the past? That is, I think, number one, a problem that stems from that is these candidates paint life to be transactional. Na pag pinatay ko yung isang tao na to, yung buhay mo, aasenso. Pero, y- y- di ba like, ano, when you paint it that way, parang inherently, like, but that's weird. Because why should someone die for me to prosper? Yeah, pero yun yung fino-forward eh, ng mga candidates, paminsan-minsan. Lalo na with Duterte's drug war na, like, he wasn't lying. Like, in 2016, he said, I will kill them all, and he did. But guess what? Life ain't better. It's worse. And, um, ayun nga, like, he killed the poor. It's not like he could seize the rich drug lord. So, ayun, we, we see a lot of failed promises because people, pay, candidates paint out um life to be invaluable. And that's wrong because everyone possesses human dignity. Number two, I think na, ayun nga, aside from, yun nga, kulang tayo sa edukasyon, um, I think the Philippines itself kasi is quite feudal. Uh, we don't see, we don't observe this much kasi in Metro Manila, kasi yun nga, syudad na tayo. But then in a lot of provincial areas na lahat, halos lahat ng industry mo is agriculture, fishing, um, and you have a lot of indigenous people residing in your area, um, we see na ever since Spanish colonization, we have this concept na called Panginoon May Lupa, wherein the very place you live on is owned by someone else. So the product, so the profit of your work does not necessarily go to you. It goes to the people, to the land of the people you live on. Kaya, I think that leaks over to present times na very much feudal pa rin ang Pilipinas kasi because these very powerful people own your land who are subsequently politicians right now, they get to control how much you earn. They get to control if you live at all. And so, there is a factor of fear, but I also think there is a factor of loyalty because these people paint themselves out to be someone you owe as well. When at the very end of the day, you don't actually owe these people. They just want you to think that you do because they're not going to be powerful if you don't owe them anything. So, and that's just my take on it. Like, in a, in a very basic sense, na, yeah, the Philippines is a pot of messed up systems on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kita kita naman everywhere. So we've talked about you know the backgrounds of these candidates, their credentials, etc. Let's get into the candidates among these. Let's let's get, let's start off with the presidential and the vice presidentials. Um, with like the top candidates, just to name a few: si Lenny, si BBM, si Sara Duterte, Lenny, uh, Lenny, Lenny Tico tandem, say like Ping Ping Lacson with Tito Tito Soto. What are your quick impressions of them? Like for the pres- 
top presidential balls and top vice presidential uh impressions pero ako uh ibig ko sana mag-zoom in into one candidate and yun yung may history so yun uh actually pares pala sila pero more on yung sa kasi si Mar- so salamat naman natin at si Marcos uh I feel like for me kung wala siya sa candidate parang hindi siya, parang in 20 parang in election season it would be more like um a chance for us na to regain yung sense of like um what matters in terms of parang good governance more pero yung nangyari kasi given na kasama siya um uh, parang nagiging uh, naging laban ulit siya in terms of um pal- parang giving importance to history and to sticking to uh factual information talaga and it's a challenge for us na i-deny yung pinipilit nilang version nilang ng totoo so for me yun yung pinaka main problem ng elections na to given na may Marcos na tumatakbo ulit and medyo disappointing in a sense na parang sobrang close na nila in terms of regaining or returning back to power talaga and i think the part of it is uh, because of yun yung inability from the last 30 plus years so i feel like dapat talaga well, ibang topic na siya pero yeah um dapat wala nang hindi na sila nabigyan ng chance to uh, like be discussed but then siguro in terms of other candidates naman Sarah Duterte well I all know naman, malakas talaga siya given anak siya nung presidente ngayon and then magaling din siyang makipag uh, yung traditional and transactional politics. So I feel like part of it, yun, in relation again to yung poor system na we have. So kaya siya sikat. But then I don't know if meron talaga siya meron din talaga siyang nagawa on her own without carrying her parang without her own name last name. And then other candidates for Moreno, I feel like uh, traditional <laughs> politician, a very trapo in a sense. Um, uh, my feeling niya okay na siya. And then, nala, dami rin yung conflicting statements and stances, so I feel uh, irin talaga. Um, well, dinamay lang din niya yung ka- yung katandem into his uh parang ambition which is willing. But I I think naman parang mas credible pa si Willing in terms of being a doctor but then yung ko wala rin bearing as much. And then Ping Lapson Chatito Soto. Ayun. You can also see na parang like isko gusto nila yung i-push forward in neutral um sides but then di pa rin talaga ready Pilipinas in that regard. So, it doesn't help na naging neutral sila through these past six years. So, hindi rin na-feel ng majority of Filipinos kung dapat ba silang supportan talaga since gumigit na sila. So, one thing to look out then yun for, I guess, for candidates. Yung mga Pilipino gusto talaga ng side. So, either parang yes or no, mahirap mahahanap ng gitna in terms of their sentiment talaga. Kasi, 
feeling nila gusto nila manalo talaga in whatever way possible so through their vote so yun so and then other candidates Manny Pacquiao I feel like wrong timing siya first impression na wrong timing pero da- wrong wrong na rin yung notion na tumakbo siya eh parang kahit kailan man pero in terms of yung now nagkamali siya ng choice since uh, many years na nakanda yung campaign machinery ni Marcos. And I feel like kapag dito tumakbo si Marcos, I feel mananalo si Manny, si Beach, or si Isko, given their popularity. But then, kalaban nila yung years of disinformation and billions of stolen money na ginagamit laban sa atin. So, I feel like uh, kamali sila yung decision. So, yeah, in terms of ano talaga, challenging yung threat talaga ng Marcos. I feel like si Lenny yung pinaka may chance. Given na sobrang lakas ng outpour of support. And yung tao na rin yung mismong kumikilos for her. So I feel like, yun. First impression of her and dami, sorry. So easy. Aaron loves that. I think I'll just, I think the way I'll approach this is just the first way that comes into my head what you think of them. So like, First of all, Marcos Saga, mamamatay tao. Gosh! Halatang halata. <laughs> Aside from the Marcoses, it's like, I don't know, committing so much human rights violations throughout like the 70s through the 80s. You also have Sarah, who... The drug war didn't start during the Titus presidency. It just got worse. But that was already a thing with, da- with Davao. That's why they're called DDS. Because it wasn't diehard Duterte supporter at first. It was Davao Death Squad. Doon nang galing yung riding in tandem. Si Sarah yun. Kaya nakakasad ng sobra. <laughs> and then, Isko and Doc Willie Ong. First of all, who? Number two, why? Trapo. And then, <laughs> kasi like, okay, I really don't like Isko. Because okay, Trapo, in the sense na, paano mo sasabihin na bit-bit mo yung panawagan ng mga workers. If, like, you just kick people out of Divisoria without a solution, you're not cleaning up the streets of Manila, you're making it worse. And, okay, Doc Willie Ong, sorry, my dude, but who you? <laughs> okay, and the next one is Ping Lakson and Tito Soto. Musty. Like, okay, musty, why? Because, like, okay, why? No, because, like, they're musty because... Wabang wala, kulang sila sa stances. Like, throughout their entire political career, it's either they've leaned conservatively or they've kept the neutrality because they want to stay in power. For me, like, fine, if they win, then, okay, the Philippines will get objectively worse, but it will stagnate. But then, the Philippines will never progress in terms of ideology because they're the types of people who will just play it safe. Right. Safe in the way they know how. Corrupt pa rin yan. And then, si Manny naman, oh my gosh. <laughs> the Bible. Manny Pacquiao. And that's my first word when I think of him. The Bible. Um, Trigger warning na lang to everybody listening. But I recall a Boy of Bunda interview where he was asked about abortion. And then he just said no to all of the forms of abortion. And then he quoted the Bible. As if like, Women do not have autonomy over their bodies. And that was extremely alarming because 
Like, is that what is that what he's going to use as like president for all of the things he's going to do as president? Like, you know, when the Bible isn't valid enough, and number one, that doesn't represent the entirety of the Philippines, because we have more sectors in the Philippines. Like, we have Islam people, we have Methodists, um, we have you know IPs who practice different religions. So, like, not a very good example, right? And then. Well, shout out to Norberto Gonzalez because wala lang. <laughs> he was very funny. <laughs> and then, right? And then you have, I know, uh, the Lenny-Kiko tandem, which, yes, Lenny. Because, okay, probably I'm biased a bit because I'm Bicolana and we've always been your bread from the start. But then, like, what I, the first word that comes into mind for me, for Lenny, is pag-asa because when you it, like when you imagine Philippine elections in the past, there's always this like sinking feeling na hopeless yung Pilipinas. Tapos gusto mo na lang umalis. But then Lenny opened for me opened up the possibility na people can come together, na people can listen to each other in the Philippines. Because the strategy of politicians in the past was to divide us to make ourselves feel special and our enemies the other yung and like the ano the other voters as our enemies the other pala to rephrase lang but then what Lenny has done is show us that that's not the way right that's not the way for a lot of people na you can be you can be supporting someone you can support someone that's not Lenny in the first place but because she, her, Lenny and Kiko, ano, uphold the values uh, na radical ang pagmamahal, then it opens up a lot of possibilities. Now, what if you talk to the other? And that's what I think is so beautiful about their campaign and the possibilities it presents for the Philippines. I think, like, for me then, I haven't seen this level of volunteerism from Filipinos. Like, when I, from, like, the time na next mula ko na naging Oh, wary of this? Like, new to me yung ganitong level of volunteerism. So, going to your ano naman, personal candidates, the one you'll vote for, what do you, what are you looking for in a presidential candidate? Like, is it advocacies, platforms, values, background or history, views on specific issues? Siguro lahat na sinabi mo, counted, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, and then, ano ba? Ability to listen to accept criticism important din um but apart from that dapat hindi rin as much as possible hindi talaga parang beholden or emboldened sa ibang tao so you all know naman Philippines uh tingin tingin ng marami sa government positions parang uh uh, next positions ng business uh, businesses or very large corporations given yung status natin as a capitalist democracy which is I feel uh, I think affects the overall status then of how poor the system of elections or democracy we have is pero outside of it na talaga feeling ko hindi pa rin talaga siya masusolusyonan ito very short term but yeah um, personally, um, sana yung, yung candidates na 
hinahanap natin is or ay ano pala yung candidates na hinahanap natin ay kayang parang makinig talaga I feel like kasi yun yung parang nagkulang the last six years that we had and ayun because hindi siya marunong makinig nawalan ng accountability nawalan ng respect for justice nawalan ng basic sense of morality rin parang na condition maraming tao na okay lang kung kahit hindi naman talaga siya okay like yung maraming bagay so like killings parang naging naging tawag doon naging desensitized yung mga tao in terms of negative things even corruption parang maraming nagsasabi corruption matagal na yan dati meron na yan so i feel like yun lalo na propagate yung mga very wrong things which make the system uh, very poor. So, ayun, yung candidate lang talaga muna makinig and then have the initiative and the willingness talaga to serve for the people. So, I feel like, yun, sa UP narinig natin yung parati for the people parati. So, I feel dapat talaga for the people kasi yun naman talaga yung essence ng position nila. At, like Gio, yung unang qualification ko talaga, yun, yung sinabi niya na nakikinig, um, they accept accountability. Kasi, what does it look like right now, di ba? Let's, we, let's also take a look at it na like, we actually don't have press freedom in the Philippines. Like, we don't see journal, a lot of journalists criticizing the government. And that is because in the past, until now, pinapatay sila. Um, actually, like, ano, just a tidbit of personal experience then because my mother is a journalist who in the 90s, which was terrible, <laughs> at a terrible time for a journalist, um, she would tell me na her friends from Inquirer, Manila Bulletin, they would just randomly disappear. They write an article, they're gone. Yun na. Like, and that continues on until now. We probably don't hear about it in major publications like Inquirer, Manila Bulletin, but definitely in provincial areas, that definitely happens. And I'm sure that to some extent that happens here uh, in Metro Manila and in other major cities in the Philippines. Um, and um, and ayun nga, aside from that, um, like it, I hope that the next candidates Yun nga, take accountability because uh, the system of the Philippines right now, what it looks like right now, na it's okay to red tag people. Like, tignan natin right now, ha, um, kung kilala nyo si Lance Dairit. He is from UP Sapul, CSSP. Wala siyang warrant of arrest, pero organizer lang siya sa Pangasinan. Suddenly, tinawag siyang rebelde ng mayor niya, tapos sinabihan siya na mag-surrender siya sa mayor niya. Wala yung warrant of arrest, no probable cause. Sinabi lang, rebelde ka, mag-surrender ka. And we're seeing it now nga eh, na with our own USC chairperson, si Jonas Abadilla, kinatok yung bahay niya ng police. Kinahanap siya. That's wrong on so many levels. Kasi, number one, these people are just demanding accountability from you. They're asking for checks and balances, better systems for the people, and yet you think of them as enemies of the state. That's extremely messed up. Um, number two, I think yun nga, like adding often to Gio, na kalangan nationalistic 
yung susunod na ano natin um susunod na president and cabinet and you know other positions kasi and they have to strike a balance with foreign investors kasi it can't go to the extent right now na you're kicking out indigenous people from their land just to mine the resources under it right that's extremely wrong they have to strike a balance between appeasing their investors but still upholding the rights and the needs of the Filipino people. So, ayun, just a very basic overview. But yeah, that's what oh, most of all I think we need for our next candidates. Right. So, numerous and very different, ano, um, how do you say, credentials? Like what you're looking for in a presidential. But uh, going into the tandems now, Do you think well not necessarily just for this election man like in every you know in any election do you think the winning president and vice president should be from the same tandem ah uh, yes kung parang yung tandems ay ano talaga like hand in hand daw galing in like parang silang dalawa mismo nagkakaisa para dun sa like ano nila, objectives nila. But, pag hindi, or like, pag may certain winning na pairs or tandems na parang questionable, I feel like yung opportunity na nananalo yung certain candidate na different dun sa, parang, yung, parang different tandems na candidate ay parang a chance to parang maging neutralizer in a sense. Pero, I think it doesn't matter much since makita naman natin the past six years na hindi rin talaga masyadong effective. Hindi rin naging effective kasi yung power talaga is nasa president. And, yun, yung vice president talaga parang yun nga questionable nga yung ano niya, yung parang role niya. Since parang nag-aantay nga lang siya kung may mangyayari sa presidente. But other than that, parang wala siyang power talaga. Unless parang may, may connection siya due to transactional politics. Pero yun. Actually, in the last administration din, before Duterte, tsaka Robredo, opposing um, tandems din sila. But yun. Parang wala rin nangyayari masyado sa So I feel like, yun, in terms of answering the question, yes and no. Pero I feel like yun, naging, for me for the last six years, yun naging beneficial lang doon ay hindi nakapalik sa national position si Marcos. But yeah, very ano siya. Parang open-ended for for certain degree. Raya, how about you, Ish? For me, right now, in this election, the tandem is very important because but any other pairing sucks. <laughs> very, like, a lot. So, like, very much dapat Lenny Kiko for me. Kasi, ano, Lenny can bring the economy Kiko can bring the agrarian sector, which is extremely important in the coming years for the Philippines. But 
I also know-ish kasi, um, well, ayun, kasi yun nga, Lenny Kiko, right now, bit-bit nila pareho yung platform, ha? Diba? But then, we also have cases like last term na si Duterte at si Lenny, yung president, saka vice president. Well, in the Philippines, as Gio said, like, walang masyadong power, actually, yung vice president. In fact, they're, if you're going to make, put it in a very crass way, their job is to wait until the president dies. <laughs> so, you know, that makes their mandate-ish. And so, when we saw... I don't know, when we saw the Titan Lenny win, Lenny was kicked off of a lot of government positions that could help her forward any meaningful projects. And I'm not saying the office of the vice president did not have any meaningful projects. It's just that she was stripped of a lot of her powers initially. So I think it's not always naman kailangan from the same tandem, but I think especially right now, they should be. They should. It should be the same tandem. It should be, you know, Lenny Kiko because they carry the same platforms that can make help the Philippines be a little better in the future. Right. So, you know, you look into the you know, tandems there. But uh, going back to like the values, the like the backgrounds, etc., of the candidates. So you look into the debates, naman, kasi you it's very prevalent in within elections and such to get to know your candidates, to get to know their stance, etc. How important do you think are candidates for um for the people? And also, like, what are your thoughts on certain candidates when it comes to these debates, going or not going, their stances, etc. Hmm. Uh, yung debates parang part siya ng dapat na ginagawa ng candidate. And kung nirespect niya talaga yung mga tao, uh, pupunta siya sa, can- sa sa debate. Since candidate ka rin na for everyone, so lahat ng tao, uh, parang gusto mo ma-convince din lahat na iboto ka. So, uh, yung debates, yung chance para magawa mo yun. So, feel like sobrang this atin. And, ayun. Uh, I feel dapat um, tatanaga sa debates kasi okay. require, parang requirement din siya. Like, interview siya eh. Parang, parang job interview nga as sinasabi ng Caribbean for the past few months. Na, Kaya kung in-expect mo yung mga tao pumunta sa parang job interviews nila. So, dapat yung presidente din na tumatakbo para dun sa trabaho para sa mga tao, dapat papakita rin siya. Parang ganun. So, very basic, pero yun. Uh, dapat talaga pumunta and important din yun. Kasi nga, tumatakbo ka hindi lang para sa supporters mo. Tumatakbo ka rin para sa iba pa. And tinatry mo silang mapapunta na iboto ka din. So, yun, pinakita lang niya na limited lang yung gusto niya parang pakitaan ng kung sino siya and that shows much about kung sino siya as a candidate. And, okay, another uh, red flag 
Pero alam naman natin na marami na siyang red flags ever since. So, hirap talaga. Yep. How about you, Ish? What are your thoughts on debates and candidates who go or not go their stand? Kung ako, like finding a joa, guys. The bar is on the floor. The bar is in hell. And he did not even reach it. <laughs> and, ayun nga, like Gio said, I know, um, the, the, the people deserve to see you for who you are, right? And, as I said a while ago, the bar is on the floor. So, if you don't show up to the debate, who are you? You're either a coward or someone who is too prideful to show yourself to the people. And I think both traits is not suitable for a position of power. Because I don't want someone who is too afraid to make important decisions of the pe- and of the people they will deal with. And I don't want someone who is so mayabang na they're just going to go into decisions head first. I think we can really relate that to the Joa analogy. Because when you really date someone who will just be like, yeah, gee, let's do this. Or like, no, babe, I'm so scared. I'm too scared to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that, babe. I don't want to do that. Like, that's so annoying, ha? And that's just like, so bastos, really. To, well, number one, if we're actually talking about Joas here, bastos ka sa Joa mo. Number two, if we're talking about the Filipino people, then you're not fulfilling your mandate as a public servant. And so, ayun nga, the bar is in hell and a candidate, okay, no, Bongbong Marcos, the Ensario Duterte did not reach it. That's I, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Right. So, debates are important. It's like a job interview. If you're not there, then how are you gonna get there? How are you gonna get people to convince for vote? You know, for them to vote you. So, you know, kanina pa tayong nagano with presidentials, vice presidentials. Let's get into the senators. For you guys, you know, so we're supposed to vote for twelve. Um, what is your approach in selecting your senatorial senatorial candidate? Sorry, like is it based on records or like how could they work? Will they mesh well with the other senatorial bets, president, vice president, kana? Mm, ako ano? Um, well, my slate isn't yet, cause well, cool. But also, I'm still conducting research. Um, but I think for me, finding my senatorial bets, um, the it it's not how I perceive like a work environment. Na we should be able to work together. Um, well, I still think that's valuable. Um, I think it's more valuable like what they bring to the table. Like for example, Teddy Bagia. Um. He forward he represents the indigenous people of the Philippines. Um, you also have Chajokno who forwards human rights. You have Risa Honteveros who well she forwards a lot of things, but one of the main things that I see from her is women's rights and soji rights. Um, and you also have Kabong Labog, Mary Colmenares, who forwards workers' rights, yung mga panawagan ng mga masa. Kaya, those are the, I look for their stances, um, what they've done in the past, what they bring to the table. Uh, it's not necessarily if nasa slate sila ng president na bobotohan ko, but I, 
I vote for them based on the laws that I want them to pass. Ayun. How about you, Gio? For me, parang same with Asia. Very important po na yung ina-advocate nila and kung paano nila gagawin yun. And then kung paano yung mga ginawa nila before sila nag-run for senator. So, a mix of experience, background, and um, overall upbringing din na parang may chance na magawa talaga yan pag nanalo sila. So, as much um, kung i-relate kung kailangan parang same team or slate sa president, vice president, I feel like hindi siya for me. Um, dapat parang intingin sa kanila individual-ish pa rin. Parang based on kung sino sila. And then, dumo na rin naman malalaman kung sino yung president or vice president na sinusuporta nila. But then, regardless pa rin kung parang kung sino yung sinusuporta nila, dapat yung senators, parang senatorial candidates, parang one din sila ng, parang isa rin yung like goal nila. And it is to parang work and then work and work to provide laws na beneficial para sa marami. So I feel like nangyayari kasi over the past few years din, so yung mga nanalong senator, wala talaga sila. Ayun, pagka may mga parang plenary speeches sila, parang based sa media, may mga kulong pa sa kanila, so alam naman natin sino din yung takilang alalay. Um, and others, so pati mga art, parang may mga artista, dating artista din. And yun, doesn't make sense. Well, ayun, kaya wala rin nangyayaring pagbabago in terms of laws kasi mga nakaupo sa senatorial positions, mga wala talagang alam in terms of uh, the needs and yung um, sentiments ng tao. So I feel like a part of it is kung ano talaga yung advocacy nila. And yun, yung mga minention na candidates ni Isha, so yun vote for them, consider for them. And then, important din na uh, to research more. So, maraming candidates for senators since 12, 12 parang um, senators in vote. So, maraming candidates na walang opportunity. Kalo na yung mga most likely yung mga may sense and may parang uh, may magandang intentions talaga to run. So, yun. Parang sa atin, since I know na yung mga mga karinig nito, kaya mag-research. Try to research and then try to campaign for those candidates na you think uh, will be beneficial for many. Yep. Tama guys. Vote wisely. <laughs> so, next naman, we have some questions that I think is on everyone's heads. I know, everyone's pondering about. So, first, why is this year's elections critical? Ah... <laughs> uh, critical siya kasi um, test siya para sa atin kung kaya ba natin panindigan yung ka- parang kasaysayan natin na hindi na natin ulitin yung mga kasasamang nangyari noon. And then in terms of current naman um, parang spillover ng effects ng pandemic so maraming problems in terms of economy and healthcare na sobrang Um, parang nag-open up for the past two years. And you can see yung 
ill effects ng pagkakaroon ng populist leader. So, uh, and then moving forward, in the next six years, yung magiging crucial in terms of um, parang an out, more outward perspective. So, in terms of climate change and other issues. So, very critical yung elections na to kung lead for the next six years. Transition year, transition six years, kung paano yung magiging future ng Pilipinas talaga for me. So, based from how I look at it, sobrang kailangan natin ng maayos na leader talaga na mananalo this May 9. Kasi, ang dami niyang aayusin, ang dami niyang babaguin, and parang ang daya nga for that candidate na mananalo. Yung matinong mananalo, kung mananalo siya. Kasi, parang dami niyang kailangan ayusin, and pag mayroon siyang may maling nagawa or hindi magagawa, parang, uh, nagiging disservice sa kanya yun. Pero, ayun, kailangan natin ng leader na kaya harapin lahat ng challenges na maharapin niya. And, a part of it talaga is, ayun, being, being dedicated to uh, making things better talaga. So, yun, I feel like, yun, so, kaya sobrang critical siya. Um, I highly <laughs> agree with what Gio said, like, natanga ano ko doon, Gio, because um, there's so many issues that are facing us right now. Kaya ang hiling ko talaga to everyone is not just to vote wisely, it's to vote right. Because, let's look at it in the case of the Philippines, na, we, ano, like, let's take a look at it actually in a much more personal sense, as UP students. At the cusp of a Marcos dictatorship, what happened in the first one? Um, we did not have the right to organize. Wala tayong student council noon. In fact, dinadakip ang mga estudyante noon for merely speaking their minds, for speaking the truth, um, and for fighting for what they believe in. That is a tangible reality for us right now na porket Nag, porket nakinig ka sa isang tao because you spoke to one person about your beliefs, suddenly you're an enemy of the state that is wrong on so many levels because you don't deserve to die for fighting for the people. Nobody deserves to die. But candidates right now are painting it out to be na you do. Na you deserve to die. You deserve to die for loving your country. And so we have to vote right because Ayun nga, like UP pa lang, we're already in danger. We have to protect our right to organize, our right to speak out against wrong. But then, like, take a look at it then, like, in the perspective of the Philippines. The Philippines is the third most vulnerable country to climate change. In the next few years, and I'm, and not to be dramatic, this is already coming like 2025 to, to, to 2050, up until 2100. The Philippines is going to sink. You have 13 million people who are about to be displaced because the Philippines is a coastal country, right? And at, what's at risk here? It's our fishing industries, it's our agricultural industries. So if we don't have people in the government who understands these industries and what makes them tick and what the people in these industries actually need, then 
our GDP is going to drop. People are not going to have jobs. People are going to die. <laughs> People are going to die because if they're not treated as enemies of the state first, hunger is hunger and sickness is going to catch up to them. That is why we need a leader who is going to pay attention to accountability and fight for the Philippines, not just for the interests of the people they owe. They fight for the people. And ayun nga din, like aside from environmental effects, we also have geopolitics. Wow! We can see it palang right now with the Ukrainian-Russian war. Gas prices in the Philippines is at an all-time high. Diesel is 70 pesos per liter. GP drivers cannot afford that. Taxi drivers cannot afford that. That's why we're seeing a huge commuter problem right now. And we can only expect geopolitics like this to worsen. And so we need a president who is brave enough to make, the de- to make a decision for the Filipino people. Not just because they are afraid of what these bigger imperialist countries can do to us. That is why at the end of the day, guys, don't just vote wisely. Vote right. Vote right by the Filipino people. Vote right indeed. <laughs> so, you know, after elections naman, what changes are you hoping for after it? <laughs> Siguro, um, in relation to what we are looking for, for from the candidates. So, sana mag-take, into, mag-take effect yun once they assume their positions. So, kung ano man yung so yun, yung good governance, um, listening, fighting for the right, and just, just, just thing. So, um, but then, in a larger perspective, sana talaga, um, yung changes or yung mga promises nila will, um, affect everyone, not just yung a small amount of people. I feel like yung naging problem, as to why we had our president for the last six years is naging um, selective yung improvement na experience in previous administration. So, which is yung si Aquino. Um, kaya dapat lahat ng parang gagawin nila um, as much as possible, marami, or para sa lahat talaga, hindi lang para sa iilan. So, and yeah, sana mag-break din yung culture na for parang everything is about profit. So, parang I feel like yun din yung problema ng government. So, not everything is about profit. And this goes um, in relation to how they view yung parang uh, how they manage our taxes. So, parang Ayun, nung fa- yung kay Aquino, parang medyo yung sentiment is natipid daw siya, hindi siya naramdaman ng tao. But then, uh, ngayon naman, marami, and then, in both administrations, Aquino din Duterte, parang marami pa corruption talaga. So, in that regard, kasi parang, yun, binavali talaga ng mga tao close or to their patrons yung profit talaga. So, I feel like, yung one change din dapat siguro na mangyari yun is, uh, break yung cycle of uh, everything about improving yung certain corporations lang in or economy. And I feel like hindi lang dapat economy talaga yung focus natin um, moving forward. Kasi nga, ang dami nating issues. 
other issues na critical to us. So, feel like, if hindi na yun yung parang priority, yung profit, parang magda-diverge siya and madi-disperse into other um, sectors na pag nag- nagkaroon din sila ng chance to have that um, amount of parang opportunity in terms of man, parang yun, dun, dun natin makikita kung paano gagan- parang yung improvements and opportunities na pwedeng makuha pa. So yeah. Sana yung mananalo um, breaks yun for me. Yung money-oriented approach in terms of running the country and uh, yung mga institutions. I, I really love what Gio said because he really encapsulated like, everything that I believe in. Na we need to end capitalism. We have to end bureaucrat capitalism where our politicians are only for profit. We have to fight against imperialism where we're only serving the interests of foreign investors, not the interests of our own people. Um, I really like how you, Gio, captured na how that we really need to see the end of impunity going forward. And I think since na-capture na ni Gio yung like, super macro sense of like what we hope to see um, going forward, um, personally, in a much more like microwave, I really hope that in the coming years, if things go right, <laughs> if things go right, my my asterisk jan, um, sana number one, um, ma institutionalize yung UPD and the accord. Na state forces cannot go inside our school. Na we further question the constitutionality of the anti-terror law. Um. Uh, I, and I highly recommend that people go research about the anti-terror law because it directly affects us, studen- us students and our right to organize. Um, other than that, I hope we see more climate justice going forward because as I said a while ago, the Philippines is extremely vulnerable to climate change. Um, but what's interesting is that constitution, we're actually one of the most progressive in terms of... Um, environmental laws. We have the Kalikasan Act, which should technically protect our forests and wildlife and wildlife, but because, ayun nga, corrupt yung system, um, there's not enough funding going into that. And so we still have a lot of illegal, oh dear, no la AirPods, but we still see a lot of illegal logging in our country, illegal mining and stuff like that. And so, ayun, those are just like some of the smaller laws that I hope we see, I hope that are, that is reviewed or is passed in the future. And overall, just as Gio captured a while ago, together we need to end this unknown. We need to end this impunity. Like, we need to end this impunity in our country. Guys, thank you for sharing your insights, your stances, and everything about your senatorial candidates and everything for this upcoming election. So, before we go, any last words from you guys? So for me muna, uh, vote for Lenny Kiko. Uh, kung may iba pa kayong um, iniisip i-voto uh, na hindi din kayo aligned kay Marcos, vote for Lenny Kiko na kasi sila na yung best chance natin for change, uh, betterment, and more prosperity. And a chance to regain um, everything na we lost in the last six years. 
So, yes. Vote for Lenny Gaco. Luisa. Ayun. As for my last words, um, just last Gio said, kay Lenny tayo! <laughs> kay Lenny tayo at kay Kiko tayo. Dahil radikal ang pagmamahal at um, it is high time for us to exhibit one of the best ways to love our country. So together, let's vote right this coming May 9 and go to your precinct early para di kayo mainitan, magdala kayo ng tubig. And once again, <laughs> kay Lenny tayo, kay Kiko tayo, let's do this. And always remember, do the right thing.